I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. I figure if I'm going to bring back the intro, I might as well do a full-on proper intro. So, hi, everybody. How are you? I'm John. This is John Helps You Write Better. And today, I'm I'm trying to do things with a little bit more organization. I've been thinking about organization because uh, I have felt for the last week or so incredibly disorganized. Maybe that's been your experience. But everywhere I look, whether I'm in the office, whether I'm in the bedroom, whether I'm down in the kitchen, whether I'm you know, just standing somewhere, looking somewhere, I see 10,000 things that aren't the way I want them to be. Or when I stop and think about like, oh, well, here's this project on my calendar and here's this relationship with this person and here's this thing and here's that thing. um, I am more and more seeing the stuff I don't like and more and more seeing the stuff set up in ways that at some point I swore those ways were going to be great ways to organize things and, and keep things going. But now looking at it after some time has passed and after things have gotten underway, I'm seeing things that are super absolutely positively not working. And I think this attachment and this, this over um, this overreach for disorganization is something that drives a lot of writing advice and drives a lot of writing podcast advice in particular. It's so simple when we're trying to create, you know, big, giant, dramatic content. It's so tempting to reach for like 10 mistakes you're doing right now without even realizing it or 15 things that can make your query letter catch fire. And, you know, that stuff's easy comparatively that stuff's pretty straightforward and it will get you heard it will get you attention there will be some clicks there will be some interest because i think especially with social media we are primed to look for and sort of bathe in or marinate in the negative far more than we are the positive so today i want to push back against my own sense of disorganization and i want to push back against the general idea of you have to be negative to get successful I want to talk about the positive stuff you can do before you sit down to do the work. Now, when I say the work, I mean writing, whether we're drafting first draft, whether we're crafting second draft, whether we're making scenes or unfucking an outline or whatever, whatever, you know, the work of the writer. I want to talk about the, the intangible stuff, the non-writer or the non-writing writer stuff that you do, that you can do, that you can continue to do successfully that helps counteract some of the sense of frustration or some of the sense of failure or some of the sense of, I don't know how this is going to go. It, because those things are most important to me. Because when I struggle with a thing, whether I'm struggling with a sales copy or I'm struggling trying to figure out how to advertise a stream or I'm trying to figure out how to just communicate this idea that I have in my head, I have so much resistance, so much fear, so much anxiety around the idea of I have to say this in a way so that every single person who hears it immediately automatically super understands it. And that's a lot of pressure to put on a single idea. And that's a lot of pressure to put on something like 20 seconds of audio inside a few minutes of a recording. 
So I want to push back against that and I want to push with some kind of organization mainly because, you know, I want to I want to change the way things are. I want to change not only the way things are for me with recording and podcasting and get back to consistency and then get into streaming consistently and, and all this kind of stuff. But I also want to change the nature overall of how we communicate about writing because I'm tired of talking only in the negatives and I'm tired of talking only in cautionary tales. So today, let's talk about some positives. All right, let's address the big giant first positive gorilla in the room. Any day you have decided is going to be a day you write, whether that's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever, any day where you say, I'm going to write, and then you go write, or then you go outline, or then you go work on your characters, or you do something that is tangible and directly related to making progress in your work, any day you do that, that day is a success, at least in terms of being a writer and moving towards your goal. It's a success not because of the amount of work, that's separate and independent and different. It's a win and a success because you decided and then did something about it. Made a decision, took action. Always going to do better that way. Always going to win, outshine, uh, command more attention, command more necessity for you know the good old-fashioned hooray than being able to say, well, the day I wrote 1,000 words is somehow better than the day I wrote 200 words. Let's, let's take the fangs out of that thing. Let's, let's, let's take that apart. Yes, one amount of words is a greater number than another amount of words. A thousand is more than 200. However, if in the course of revising, if in the course of second drafting and all that stuff, you end up cutting those thousand words, but the 200 words that you wrote on a different day at a different time stick around with far less revision, if any at all, because they're just, they just work. They just do what you need to do. Wouldn't you say that because you didn't have to do as much work to get them up into a better quality, those words are better than the thousand words that you have toyed with over and over and over again? Don't measure your success solely by the big giant numbers and the big giant strides. The, the success comes in that first installment of, I decided to do a thing, so I did a thing. We need to be talking more just collectively as writers about that. Do a thing, say you're going to do a thing, then do it. Hooray. Here's a second success that you're probably doing, hopefully doing, should be doing, need to be doing, can be doing. And it's one I honestly never thought I would see as a success. I must be getting mellow in my old age, but here it is. All those routines... All that collecting and organ and and kind of prep that follows a pattern over and over. You sit in a certain chair. You load a certain playlist. You put your coffee on a certain coaster and angle the cup a certain way. For me, that's just a, a part of life, just existing. But that that routine and that sameness and that engagement with a pattern and a habit is a success. Now I don't know, and I don't really want to go way off track here and talk about what a functional pattern of habits is versus a dysfunctional pattern of habits. That's a different topic for a different day. What I want to talk about is the fact that you have this routine of things, this ritualization, and that, you know, one, two, three, four things before you sit down to write sort of 
helps prime you and helps organize you so that you can write because you've got your cup of coffee, you got your cup of tea, you got your thing of water, you got music playing that's going to kind of help unspool your brain. You're, you're in a good chair, you've got good posture, you're ready to go. There are fewer distractions happening. And the ritual helps let you know on some level, okay, from this point forward, it's time to be creative. Why is that successful? Why is that a big deal? Why is that a win? Because those rituals allow you to access that imagination. It helps prime the pump. It helps sort of warm up the band. Whereas if you were to sit there and start cold, no ritual, minimal, you know, minimal organization, minimal habit. And it was just kind of this, I'm going to throw time at this. I'm just going to take 20 minutes and just write in this frantic way. Chances are you're going to either stall yourself out or get frustrated that your results aren't the same. And that's because you're deviating from your usual habit. Now, there used to be a time and a, a place and many years where I would complain about this sort of thing because there isn't, it's not the chair, it's not the magic pen, it's not the software you're using because you can sit in any chair as long as it's comfortable and you can drink from any mug and you can listen to any music as long as it helps. It's the fact that you have these things and they're helping to unlock you and relieve you of the tension, stress, and pressure from outside the writing space. It doesn't matter what brand of coffee you're drinking. It's the idea that you are somewhat hydrating and somewhat caffeinating so that you can focus on a task. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're listening to a, a playlist where there's some punk rock or some playlist where there's lo-fi. It's the idea that the music is occupying a part of your brain so that other parts of your brain can be dedicated towards other tasks. It's the habit as opposed to the substance of the habit. Let's do one more for the day and then we'll get out of here. One more thing. You're tracking your progress, right? You're keeping an eye, not just like a casual glance down at Microsoft Word or a look over at a Scrivener box where you're talking about word count, but you're, you're tracking those things, right? You're, you've got a little notepad and it's tucked away in a little drawer or you're keeping track on the bottom of a legal pad or you've got an Excel spreadsheet where you're tracking literally everything. Somewhere, somehow, some way, you need to be tracking the progress you've made, not necessarily the, you know, the timestamps of the points of frustration or the timestamps where, you know, 915 to 922 sat down to write, 923 got up and, you know, poured more coffee. It doesn't need to be broken down like that. But in terms of like, here's Tuesday, I added 10 words. Here's, you know, Friday, wrote 1,700 words. Track your progress. Track the advancements towards your goal. It's small. It takes seconds. Do it by hand. You don't need a special spreadsheet or anything. I track mine on a little scratch pad, the kind of thing that like a, like a diner waitress would take an order on. I, I got a whole like package of them from Amazon for like $11 at some point. And there were like hundreds of these little tab, these little pads. So I just take one and that's my list for the day. It's not labeled or anything. It's just a string of numbers vertically. But that's how I track my progress. As you track your progress, your goal comes more in sight. As your goal comes more in sight, things become a lot easier to understand. And you always know what the next step is. We do that because rather than just saying, oh my God, I'll be here forever. This is never going to be done. You're able to point to and go, no, look, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm at 45,000 words today. I'm at 90,000 words today. I'm ready to write the climax of the story. I'm going to write the car chase scene. I'm going to write the scene where the one character turns to the other character and reveals some tremendous secret. Keep track of 
your successes. I did this thing today. I added to this thing. Not, oh my God, I'm so far away from done. Flip it around. Yes. Ending is still a long way away, but here's how I got closer to it today. Here's how I got nearer where I want to be. Flip that around. Flip to the positive. Flip to the positive. Track your successes. Track your success makes a difference. I used to laugh at it. I used to think it was the dumbest thing in the world because it, it was stupid. Who cares if I added 15 or 20,000 words or I deleted this scene and it actually made it better or I wrote sales copy today or I made a graphic or I like, so what? The whole big thing still needs to be done. The whole thing isn't ready yet. Right. But it's less unready now than before. It's closer to being ready which makes the amount of pressure and the amount of work you have left to do less than before, which is a relief, which is good, which is something worth celebrating. So I'm telling you, take these three things, take these three pre-work, non-work, work things and make a difference with them. Think about how you are approaching your work and think about how you are tracking the positive side of accomplishment here before you get to your work. And even though none of these three things are specific to your draft, I didn't talk today about how to write a better love story or how to write a better action scene. We'll do those other days, no problem. But this prep work, this, this laying the architecture for success is going to make a difference no matter what it is you write. Give it some thought, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.